Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, AM 1150. So excited about today's show. Uh, I have a couple of announcements, and then we'll be talking with Dr. Donna Kelleher, Kelleher, who is the author of The Proof is in the Poodle, uh, her relatively new book out about her work and her story. It's an excellent book. I just finished it last night. Dr. Kelleher is a holistic vet in the greater Seattle area, and she has a seminar coming up. And as I understand it, there are only a few spots left. So um, still time to register, but get on it because it's going to fill up soon. Uh, The seminar is October 19th from 9 to noon at Seattle Veterinary Specialists, which is in Kirkland. How to achieve wellness in your dog or cat. This is a great opportunity Don't miss this. Cost is only $40, and it's a donation to charity. And you can call the Natural Pet Pantry to register. This is hosted, the seminar is hosted by the Natural Pet Pantry, one of the dog show's partners. So you can call 206-248-1079 to register or email randy at naturalpetpantry.com. All of the information of how to register is also on our homepage, which is dogradioshow.com. So if you can't write this down now, if you're driving, you can just check out our homepage and it has all of the contact information and date and time and all that about this seminar, um, dogradioshow.com. And I also just wanted to give a mention to the Seattle Lesbian and Gay Film Festival, which starts tomorrow. You can find out more about that, $3BillCinema.org. And uh, there is a movie called Animals that I hear does have dogs in it. So I'll uh, try to catch that one for sure. But it's a great event in general. So check it out, $3BillCinema.org. Eric, real quick, beautiful fall. It is fall, gorgeous yes. day. To take your dog for a walk, isn't it? Perfect day for that. Mm, Lovely. Can even see blue sky. Love October. All right. Dr. Donna Kelleher is with us. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kelleher. It's nice to almost meet you, at least (laughs) over the phone. (laughs) I'll look forward to meeting you in person at your seminar on the 19th. Now, Now, is this the first time that you've done a seminar like this? No, um, I'm actually doing one at Bastyr on the 9th of November on first aid for dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the second first aid workshop I've done at Bastyr. Um, mm. So I started doing kind of workshops like this probably in the 90s. And um, with, I'll never forget the first first aid workshop we did there. It was like we had 100 people. I couldn't believe it. And Back then, Bastier was so generous, um, too. They made little first aid kits for everybody. So I still have clients mm-hmm. that have their original first aid oh, kits wow. from, like, 1997. I said, you guys probably want to replenish that, <laughs> change out the homeopathic, that sort of thing. But Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. no, I do them periodically. And this, this workshop um, at SBS is, is pretty full. But I think we're just, I'm just, I'll do it again. I have no problems with that. So if we can, you know, maybe Randy would be willing to take a wait, waiting list or something and we could... Yeah. And we can do another one. So no, no worries. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for it. And um, I have referred 
some friends and clients to you over the years, uh, and they just rave about you. And I hear nothing but good things about, um, you know, some really tough cases and unfortunately some really common um, afflictions. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that later in the interview. But I would like to just sort of introduce you. You are a holistic vet and you practice um, in Seattle or was is your office in Edmonds now? <laughs> I know, it's confusing, isn't it? <laughs> I have to I have to sort of check myself. Um, yes, I have two offices right now. I have one in Bellingham, and that's where I live, and I work in Bellingham one day a week, and um, it's a little easier to get in, in the Bellingham office. Uh, and then we just moved the Edmonds office to a private residence location in North Greenwood, so... Um, oh. It's uh, I'm there just uh, one or two days a week, so it's kind of, it, I'm I, I, right now I'm I'm just working part time, and then the other part of the time I'm doing horse training stuff, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, and you wrote about that in your book. The proof is in the poodle, which a title I love, and then I found <laughs> out the story behind it. But you'll have to read the book to find that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's true, and that's something that you know I've said. And my expertise is in training and behavior for dogs, mm-hmm. and you know the thing is, is that if I mean if it works, it works. I mean the dogs will sh- they're either going to respond or not. Some things take a little longer for sure. Some things are a process to work out of, and other times it's pretty quick. And um, I feel uh, a lot of times I I meet clients who, and you can probably appreciate this from a health, you know, veterinary perspective, who have been trying things over and over and over again with no results. And it's like, hey, listen, if you've been doing this for two months and you're not getting results or the behavior is getting worse, it's not working. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Try something new. There's, there's so many, we're so lucky with training because there's just so many different avenues and paths and, you know, different, different wonderful trainers and leaders in the field are, are opening up different ideas and so I was lucky enough to go back east for a um for a horse training seminar over the summer and boy you know I had always I had been doing liberty horse training but um which is phenomenal but then I started adding the flicker training and trick training and oh it's, I'm doing a workshop on that at the end of the month at Barb Apple's place down in Olympia so that I know we have room for people um people are going to bring their horses that is going to be so fun. <laughs> I just love that stuff. Cool. So you are, um, now how do you get, how does a vet become a holistic vet? <laughs> well, I wish it were easy. <laughs> At this point it's not, but went through, I went through vet school. I graduated in 1994 um, from Wazoo and uh, had a great education there and kind of wanted to be, I thought maybe I might want to be a surgeon, you know. I love the idea of working with my hands and getting these animals better. You know, they, you know, they sort of fed us a lot of information like, okay, if you have intussusception or, um, or you have a foreign body obstruction, you know, you can get in there, do a surgery, and boom, you're done. And it's like, wow, look at all these great acute cases. And so I spent many years doing ER work and, you know, did some bloats and C-sections. I'm not sure I was the best surgeon. Actually, I would get cruisy. And at this point, it's hilarious because I don't want to see any blood at all. I'm like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> just it's amazing how you change. But um, yeah, and then I just realized, wait a minute, we don't know anything about the chronic diseases. I should say we don't know anything, but I'm saying 
we know limited amounts about them yeah. in Western medicine. And unfortunately, they are they are taking over. Yeah. Um, these chronic diseases are becoming an epidemic. And I mean, you know, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of allergies and autoimmune disease and cancer. And those are the three things I'm going to really be focusing on in my workshop on the 19th. Mm-hmm. And then again, if I can do it again, we can talk to Randy about that. But I um, think that we are in a time uh, with our animals, and it's an interesting thing how animals really are just like looking in the mirror at ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> like really. A microcosm of what's going on with us. There, you know, we are doing generally more vaccines and more. Um, they're more more exposed to GMOs. They're more exposed to chemicals because they're on the surface of the earth where we're really using a lot of chemicals. They're, you know, the chemicals go through their pads. They go right into their systems. I worked with an herbal teacher named Rosemary Gladstar, and she said, don't put anything on your skin that you wouldn't take internally. And it's a great thing to keep in mind, and we aren't really keeping that in mind. So these animals are really exposed it's like they're a microcosm, more concentrated version of what's happening to us, and um, and it's our none of our genomes are used to it. Um, we have this wonderful. I think the human genome is supposed to be seven to ten million years old. Is that true? But um, we just we have always had the luxury with our genome of being able to adapt to changes, electromagnetism, mm. chemicals, GMOs, um, polluted foods, and water, and um, you know, sort of a war on bacteria <laughs> that we've all just sort of adopted. And um, what's happening there is we're sort of choosing to, you know, kind of kill off all bacteria and thinking that we're doing that. And then what's happening is some of these really pathogenic bacteria are, are breaking their way through because the other bacteria were actually helping, yeah. you know, keep us healthy. So it's just, this is where we're at. And so we're seeing a lot of these things. And I'm just helping people. I use a lot of really alternative therapies. <laughs> um, and I use, so I use something called NATE, which is Nambudapred's allergy elimination technique. So hold that thought there because okay. I okay. want to get into the I things. I go on and on on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, and we will. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk with you a little bit more in depth about the things that you mentioned, some of the chronic diseases that really are becoming on the level of epidemic, um, you know, chronic itching, allergies, autoimmune disease, cancer, all those types of things. Uh, I want to get into a little bit more depth. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Donna Kelleher, holistic veterinarian and author of The Proof is in the Poodle. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. 
Hi, I'm Pat Pauley. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauley, at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk. 1150. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. 1150kknw.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Remember, all of our 241 now episodes are archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also available as a free podcast on iTunes. So you can listen to all of our episodes, or if you've missed any part of this interview, you can find it archived. We're back with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who's a holistic veterinarian and author of The Proof is in the Poodle, a book that I just finished and highly recommend. It was a very informative and enjoyable read. Um, Dr. Kelleher, we were just getting into at the end of the last segment, and I'd like to get into more depth about some of these um, chronic, very unfortunately, very common symptoms that I hear my clients telling me about all the time, because in working with training and behavior, I mean, I think you have to look at diet, health, you know, certainly dogs can have behavioral challenges because of medical conditions. Um, you know, there's definitely, you know, a, a holistic approach approach from my perspective as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very, I feel very frustrated because of the how common it is that that dogs are itching, um, like all over, not just, you know, oh, you've probably got maybe fleas, it's at the base of the tail, but these dogs are just itching all over. Dogs are having, you know, allergies, are getting allergy shots, um, are on prescription diets, which I do not recommend. And I've done some great interviews in the past. If you're Interested in learning more about that, I've interviewed Dr. Michael Fox a few times, and my first interview with him back in November of 2009 was about the relationship between prescription diet companies and vet schools, autoimmune diseases, I mean, you know, chronic digestive upset, and I, I feel like I'm trying to stop a freight train yes, <laughs> with this, I know, because it's like, no, you know, they, they list off all of the medication 
that the dog's on and they're oftentimes not improving or they don't look well. And I know that there's in probably most, if not, you know, most, most cases, a, a different way that's actually really going to resolve the root of the problem rather than just try to mask the symptoms or treat the symptoms and then and then put on another medication to treat the side effects of the first medication and and that and so I know that you've had a lot of success in your practice with these very things common skin problems itching allergies um, so I'd really love this opportunity to just hear more about your perspective and to really I- equip people who are listening who might not have access to you because they don't live in the area or whatever, uh, you know, try to inform them about what's the things that they can do to try to get their dogs going in a different direction. Oh, <laughs> go <laughs> talk all day about all that. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Yes, it's becoming more and more common. Um, I think if you just depend on Western medicine, that it's sort of a little inevitable. If you've got if you, it seems to me, and maybe I'm getting a, a sort of an off, off. I'm not getting just the average everyday dog, but um, but most of the dogs that come to me are purebred dogs. Um, they're usually highly vaccinated at when they're younger, usually by the breeder. Um, not always. Now people are trying to get away from that, and even those dogs are still afflicted. Yeah, the, it's it's about genetics and a genetic expression, isn't it? I mean, what's happening is sort of things are changing on a genetic level to make these, and I'm going to just talk about that in my talk and mm-hmm. show slides, which will be much more informative. But mm-hmm. so as far as the causes, yeah, we're sort of, yeah, it's just I don't see that getting any better. I just see that getting worse. Um, a little bit of job security there for the local dermatologist. Um, there are some um, good things about what the dermatologists are doing and that even though I'm completely a holistic, there are cases where I will allergy test the dogs and I do it with muscle testing, but um, where they have all outdoor allergies. In mm-hmm. other words, pollen, you know, trees, grass, but yet they don't have that many food allergies. And that happens maybe one out of every, I don't know, 10, no, not even that often, maybe one out of every 20 dogs. And in those cases, I often will tell the people, you know, this is a case where maybe the dermatologist would help yeah. quickly because um, they're aiming their allergen, they're aiming their therapies on, you know, helping trying to, you know, those hyposensitization injections, which only work about a third of the time. But to me, that perfectly correlates with um, external allergies, allergies that is environmental allergies that are outside. Most dogs have food allergies, and I'd say that is about two-thirds of the cases that I see, and I address those, and that is probably the coolest thing about the muscle testing and the allergy testing is that, you know, I have so many dogs, it happens geez, almost every day where it's like, you know, they have a chicken allergy, they have a fish allergy, they have a grain allergy, they have a beef allergy. Those are probably my top allergies right there. Mm-hmm. So. If somebody doesn't know what to do and they go on to, you know, a raw turkey and vegetable diet, and the other thing is even our even our commercial raw diets don't have enough um, flavonoid-rich vegetables mm-hmm. to protect the dogs. And so I have people add in extra. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do too many vegetables because you'll throw off that nice urine pH and give them more chance of getting urinary tract infections and problems if you're not checking that. It's really important to check that when you change a dog's food. But at any rate, um, 
Yeah, and with the combination of flavonoid-rich vegetables, you know, ground, freshly ground at home, and I'm talking about, you know, gosh, cilantro, parsley, um, all the rich-colored, you know, Swiss chard, and um, and even though some of these things contain oxalates and things that maybe if you ate them, like a big old leaf of it, it might not be so good, but when you grind them into mm-hmm. a puree, Mm-hmm. You are protecting that dog from and from so many things. I mean, can't, I, the list is huge, including all kinds of bacteria. You know, I'm talking about pathogenic bacteria. And so most of the raw diets either are all meat or mostly meat, and they don't do that. And the vegetables that they have in there ha- are, like, cheap, like yams, um, you know. I mean, you know, and I mean, I know everybody has to try to make a living, and nobody's getting, most people aren't really getting rich that way. But we are cutting into the profit of the Pet Food Institute, of the, of the conventional, um, you know, the, your, your, what you were talking about with the prescription diet, mm. um, to the extent that they're a little on the scared side, I think, because they're always coming out with new veterinary material to try to scare vets into, you know, having that ticking time bomb. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the AVMA, <laughs> the AVMA just adopted an anti-raw food policy six right, months ago right. or so. It's like, oh. It's kind of funny, though, you yeah. know, because if they're so worried about the bacteria, like the salmonella, then, you know, it's not like kibble is necessarily immune from that. We've had a number of recalls now uh, from kibble and salmonella. And, and the war on bacteria, that's like a whole other separate argument, you know, talk. But right. um, we maybe don't, you maybe don't want to go down those lines. But maybe that gives you some idea, you know. People don't realize that turkey is a totally different protein source than chicken. Yeah. Um, that bison is a totally different protein source than beef. And because of that, uh, and maybe those things are just less GMO'd, you know, less, mm-hmm. we're talking about less um, chemicals going into their food sources. Um, you know, that's what I kind of tend to think. You know, we keep trying to, we're all dancing the GMO thing. I mean, in other words, it's like, oh, my gosh, we're all allergic to gluten. Okay, well, let's go no gluten. Well, as soon as we go, you know, no gluten, and then, then Monsanto, some of the companies will kind of catch up and go, oh, no, we better genetically modify those foods, and now we're going to have problems with those too. So there's a lot going on with our food chain now. I mean, it's just yikes. But yeah. at any rate. Maybe that helps a little. Yeah. Well, it's I was just we were out of town um, last weekend for a wedding and we took all the dogs. We went out to the Metal Valley, which was very, very dog friendly. Actually, it was really a lovely stay. Just a little plug for that area. Yeah. But um, I we were on our way somewhere in between and we stopped in at a at a grocery store to get some um, food. And and uh, I was standing in line and I was like, I I live in a bubble because I was looking at the person in the lane next to me cashing out with a, you know, shopping cart full, you know, doing their weekly or, you know, big shopping trip. And it was all like sugar cereals, yep, uh, like the whole thing. And I was just like, how are these people alive eating? I mean, it's no wonder. You can live, but you can't thrive. And you certainly won't, you know attain homeostasis with your environment, you have no stores of staying healthy. And so that's why we're all advocating. I'm advocating for, you know, yes on 522, no matter what the commercials try to confuse you with. um, It's not even a question. Yeah. And the dogs, like you said, I mean, the, the, the pet industry is even a step down. I mean, the human food industry is scary enough. 
and I, I just see these dogs that are eating, you know, I, oh, yeah. any day that I, and it happens on a weekly basis that I, you know, get a dog off of Purina or Science Diet or whatever the big name brand food is. The people just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and now I'm just telling them off of processed food altogether. And I'm mm-hmm. always recommending Natural Pet Pantry as my first choice. Not, yeah. you know, no extrusion, no brown pellets. I mean, you know, it's like, look at the food. It's not food. And it's amazing to see the difference in the dogs when you switch yeah, them Yeah, and, you know, when you're talking about the combination, I did want to mention this because I've found this many times, and maybe you have too, is that the dogs are getting like almost an ADHD type of um, presentation with their food allergies. Mm. They want to jump out of their skin. Yeah. They are unable to have concentration and and they're unable to like really i mean i don't even can't even imagine training these dogs and then people are like well i run them i run them like five miles a day they're burning their adrenaline like they're burning their their youth it's just gone you know and so what i'm trying to do is tell people and what i do see well as soon as we get them better you know so they're not so allergic and they're and they're medic they have way more you know resilience is that they can concentrate. And mm-hmm. almost always people go, God, I used to be really anxious. They yeah. used to move around. used to get, you know, have all these anxiety, almost an anxiety disorder and an attention disorder. <laughs> and now, after he's not itchy all the time, after he's, you know, after... And it's, it's more than just itchy. It's like there is a mental... There, I mean, these, these um, active proteins, we're talking about bradykinin, the prostaglandin cascade, all of the inflammatory mediators that are at work um, over time when we are, you know, igniting these allergies, they cross the blood-brain barrier. And I think we are just touching, we just barely understand all the detrimental effects they're having mm-hmm. on the brain. Yeah. Um, and well, look so, at kids in schools, eat, you yeah. know, drinking soda and eating fast yeah. food, and they can't sit still in class. It's totally that you way. You know, <laughs> they're I freaking know. out. Yeah. I would be. <laughs> yeah. As an really. adult, let alone as a child. So. Yeah. True. Um, so what about the, um, you know, this deal with, well, actually, okay, let's take a quick break and we'll get back into it. When we come back, we're talking with Dr. Dr. Donna Kelleher, who is a holistic veterinarian in the Seattle and Bellingham area. She's the author of a book called The Proof is in the Poodle. It's an excellent book. I assume this is available on Amazon and elsewhere. Yeah. All right. Yep, and you can go to proofisinthepoodle.com. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, proofisinthepoodle.com. It's an excellent book. And don't forget about Dr. Kelleher's seminar. I think there's only a few spots left. Saturday, October 19th from 9 to noon, Seattle Veterinary Specialists. All the contact info for registration is on our homepage, dogradioshow.com. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. was because of her French poodle I knew she was my style I took a look at her French poodle and then she started to smile Do you have an injury old or new that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. 
That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of living successfully with your animal friends. This week, October 13th, it's a Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me. We'll catch up on all the animal news that's happened, and we'll have open phone lines for your calls and questions. So if you've got a problem with any of your animal friends, call me and I'll help you fix it. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. I'm a dog lover myself. I took a hold of her. French poodle. Pavement started to rock. I held the leash of her. French poodle. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. In listening to the song, I'm remembering that Poodle's, actually the name Poodle is German. Is it? Remember, I think we had a conversation, it might have been with Jane Anderson Mm -hmm. around the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show, one of those shows maybe, but it was like, why why is it called a French Poodle if they're German? I don't know. Invasion? (laughs) What's that? I said maybe he's rebellious. Maybe. (laughs) Well, we are back with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who is a holistic veterinarian in the Puget Sound area and author of The Proof is in the Poodle. Now, is it proofisinthepoodle.com or the proof? Yes, we left the the off. Okay. <laughs> proofisinthepoodle.com website. You can also find it on Amazon. And um, it just, you know, talks a lot about your story. And we had some actually similar, you talk about one time when you, um, one of many, it sounds like, where you got lost, <laughs> and <laughs> yes. um, and that your dog actually led you back yes. when you were ready to just hunker down for the night. Your dog was like, "Hey, I know how to get back. Let's go." And, well, and what's so funny about that is the horse had no clue. Yeah, like, I don't know where we horse are. Horse is like, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> and uh, when I was when I lived in Vermont, which is where I went to school, um, I was on a hike with a friend, and we hiked Camel's Hump, which is one of the tallest mountains in Vermont, which is a foothill here, but um, I don't know, 4,000 feet or something like that. And we were down about to the last third where fortunately it had, it was less steep making our way down. And it had really started to get dark to where it was getting hard to see. And it was the fall. And so there, you know, the ground was covered in leaves. And so the trail was kind of hard to see, but I could see my dog Chewy, who was my first, you know, we talk about a lot of people talk about their heart dog or, you know, you kind of get the one dog and he was definitely one of them. Hopefully I, I have others. But um, anyway, I could see him in his his um, contrast and coloration on his body. And he knew it, he was like, I can smell just fine and make. So we just followed him and he led us to the parking lot. It's great. Amazing. Yeah. 
And I didn't feel like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I knew I wasn't like nervous about it either. I was like, oh, he'll, you know, he stays on the trail. He knows where we're going. And sure enough. So that was kind of fun to read about your experience with that same Look, thing. Other people don't know where they are either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, just follow the dog. Yeah. Um, so there is so much to talk about. And, um, you know, we can certainly get into potentially more of these in the future. Um, would love to have you back on the show. Uh, we were talking a lot about the uh, epidemic about um, itching, allergies, autoimmune disease, um, and that you're really talking about the genetic component of that. And it doesn't seem like, because even mixed breed dogs now are, uh, mixed breed dogs are not immune to some of these sort of breed specific expressions. And um, yeah, the, they they do get it. They probably don't get it as often. And in my experience, they are generally easier to treat, and they're easier. Mm-hmm. They get better faster. But that isn't always true. And um, and the other thing is, we don't really have um, hybrid vigor. You know, we were talking. I was talking about this yeah. with a client. They hybrid vigor is like that little dog in Thailand, a little tiny black dog with a nice long nose, with nice short hair, no skin folds. That dog that you know can stay alive no matter what, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and we don't have that. I mean, so hybrid vigor is not a doodle, you know. Right. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's okay. Doodles are great, but don't think they're hybrid, you know. <laughs> right. And it's good to, you know, it's important to know that. And, and I think it's an old thing that's just not um, an old belief or idea that just doesn't apply anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, certain, for, certain breeds are just notorious for it. Yeah. Um, like Westies. And, yeah. the, you know, there's certain breeds that it's just, oh, it's just you're lucky if your dog isn't like that. It's, it's an yeah. exception. Well, golden retrievers and cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. I've heard a lot of golden people say it's not a question of, if it's a question of when, mm-hmm. and there's a lot you can do to, you know, there's a lot you can do to prevent it, and but you need to work on it when the dog is like six months old or yeah, something like that. So, mm. um, so in talking about um, digestion, um, I've always found so I have a degree, an undergraduate degree in animal science from the University of Vermont, and I remember when I took my first physiology class. And I was blown away. I remember learning about muscle contraction and I was freaking out after class because I was just so blown away by how the body works and how so many things happen. This chemical is released and this detects it and then that releases this and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it all happens faster than we can even conceive. And I remember drawing the um, figures on napkins to show my friends who were mildly interested (laughs) and um it always in nutrition especially I took a lot of nutrition classes as well and I've always been really fascinated by I mean the body in general but the digestive tract and just how you know the chemistry of everything and and chronic digestive upset is uh or sensitivity is one of those things that is you know, very common these days. And, and, you know, I'm just, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I can't tell you how many clients I've met who have their dog on a prescription diet ID or something like that, you know, indefinitely. And it's like, well, let's look at the ingredients. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't know, 
you know, whatever they're doing to the food, whether it's, you know, putting a, making it so that a quarter of it is peanut holes, so it just binds the poop so the dog doesn't have diarrhea because how could they possibly? But it doesn't mean that it's supporting the body and mm-hmm. making the dog a, a healthy, strong, you know, supporting the immune system, all that kind of stuff. But it's something that, I mean, pet food in general, I mean, how, how are people going to know what's really going on with the lack of regulation and how everything is so hidden and, and so promoted, not just hidden, but promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I remember learning um, about the, you know, the balance of bacteria and how important that is and really how that's like the basis of immune function through the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. Are there some um, kind of basic tips that you can give people um, yeah, about just um, just food? I mean, aside from getting off of processed food, but kind mm-hmm. of some little nuggets of um, info yeah, from your experience. I mean, I think, first of all, GI issues are a lot, lot, lot easier to treat than skin issues and yeah. autoimmune disease and cancer. Well, from a holistic perspective, and we don't just suppress and, you know, kill bacteria, you know, and sort of cross our fingers that things will just kind of somehow <laughs> get better from there. We, I mean, I, I would say that of, of all of the different conditions, chronic conditions that I treat, and I know my other holistic vets, friends in the area treat, um, GI problems get better very quickly. So finding a holistic vet to work with, if it's something that's chronic, um, that's been going on, you know, and it's not as simple as, okay, I took my dog off grains and chicken and, right. you know, and, and uh, did a cooked diet, did a raw diet, and I'm still having the issue, you really need to have help with that. And yeah. it's, it's easy enough to get that here in Seattle, thank goodness, that you can do it at ahbma.org and find a holistic vet. But um, at any rate... Yeah, there's, you know, one of the things, as you said, the GI tract is so important. It, it, it controls um, 70% of immune function is really regulated through the GI tract. And the interaction now we know with the microbacteria and the good, healthy, synergistic flora that we are all born with, including dogs, and technically, supposedly, all die with intact. It's amazing. This, these bacteria stay with us our whole lives. And um, they are our, you know, allies. And so if we start, you know, creating a war on them, which we do sometimes inadvertently, but sometimes on purpose through many, many rounds and dogs, you know, how many times do you take your dog who has diarrhea to the vet and they, you know, um, prescribe metronidazole? It's like the drug of choice for diarrhea. It's also called flagyl. It has um, and, and it stops the diarrhea. And you think, wow, that vet was so smart. When really they just used a cooling um, medicine on a hot condition, and we can do that too in herbal medicine. We can use herbs like althea or marshmallow root, which cool and um, soothe the digestive tract at the same time as that particular herb will strengthen the spleen. And in Chinese medicine, the spleen function and the stomach, and it's all connected. And um, so... You know, making sure the dog is on a good probiotic health. Um, and can you, can you hear me okay, Julie? Yes. Okay. When you say probiotic, this is something mm-hmm. when people have asked me, and I emailed you about this, but is there a difference in, I mean, there's so many now available probiotic for pets, for people. Mm-hmm. Is, is it important to get them where they're kept refrigerated? I mean, is there a difference in? Yes. 
Um, I believe there is, and I'm not what I would consider an expert on the subject, just worked a lot clinically. But, um, yeah, a lot of the probiotic supposed probiotic. first of all, there's a difference between a digestive enzyme and a probiotic, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if you've done a show or anything on that. You're, maybe your people know more about it, but I will just quickly say that a digestive enzyme would be something with the name ASE and the end of ACE, like so lipase, cellulase, uh, protease, and that means that's aiding the spleen's function or the pancreatic function in creating exocrine enzymes. So in a way, it's taking the pressure off the spleen, and in a way, it's putting it on vacation. So I don't like to use digestive enzymes unless I have to. I like to use probiotics. It's a totally different thing. It's a much more active thing. The GI tract needs to be super active because it has to say, okay, and it could be prebiotics too, like FOS, um, you know, that. FOS is just an easy thing to do. It's like you want to you want to just um, support what's there, and your dog hasn't been on 50 rounds of antibiotics. You know, just FOS, great. Certain foods um, do that too. But at any rate, so but, but when we talk about probiotics, we're actually talking about the bacteria itself. And I use a Metagenics product um, in my practice that is that stays refrigerated the entire time. It's more expensive. Um, I also think that Jero Petdophilus will work sometimes. But here's the thing. A lot of those dogs that it's not really caused from, a, uh, from like, multiple rounds of imetronidazole or other antibiotics, the diarrhea or the GI problem um, is maybe caused from other things, then um, that isn't always the best way to go. And um, sometimes they can actually react to the way and the other, um, the other, what do you call it, almost petri dish stuff that they grow the bacteria on. So, in other words, it could be an allergen all by itself. So you have to watch that, too. If you start a probiotic and the dog gets worse, mm. and it's, you know, for a couple of days you're like, oh, I think he's allergic to the whey in that state. Oh, no. <laughs> and right. I see that a lot. Like, you know, people are on all this stuff. These dogs are on all this stuff. And um, they might react to half the things they're on because they're in a reactive state and um, they yeah. never did any therapies to take them out of that state. Mm. Um, so that's, that's an issue you have to just be aware of. Hmm. Well, let's, uh, it's time for uh, our last break on today's show. So we're going to be back in just a couple minutes. We're talking with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who's a holistic veterinarian and author of The Proof is in the Poodle. You can find her website for the book, proofisinthepoodle.com. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. My 30-foot leash my little friend, Keish. Keish La Poodle is her name. And having a good time on a crummy day is our game. When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. 
This is Julie Forbes, dog training behavior and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the dog show with Julie Forbes. That sounds like it could be someone from Seattle. <laughs> a little crazy about their dog. Um, that was the B-52s. Nice one. That's right. Keisha yeah. Lorraine, song about a poodle. Another poodle. And we all know the proof is in the poodle. It's true. <laughs> it is true. It's really true. <laughs> you know, uh, results don't lie. So we're talking with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who's the author of The Proof is in the Poodle, a book about um, your work as a holistic veterinarian. And you talk about dogs and cats and horses and your journey. And you talk about um, a little bit of, of training and you talk about um, end of life stuff. It, it's a really well-rounded book and, and a great read. I recommend anybody who loves animals and certainly who has any of the animals, I think you even talked about rats and stuff. So um, it's called The Proof is in the Poodle. Proof is in the poodle.com is the website. And um, don't forget about Dr. Kelleher's seminar, which if it is not full by now is almost full. So uh, if you haven't registered, do it now. Saturday, October 19th from 9 to noon, Natural Pet Pantry is hosting this at Seattle Veterinary Specialists in Kirkland. Cost is $40. It's a donation to a charity. Um, and the registration information is on our website, on our homepage, dogradioshow.com. You talked a bit about um, your experience in um, for training, and you were talking about uh, for your horse. And it was um, something that I really got because I have a similar conversation in talking with my clients about working with their dogs, whether we're trying to resolve a behavioral challenge or just talking about basic training and communication. But the thing that um, that I sort of experience in the industry is that there's, you know, two, two sides at the end of the spectrum. There's what's common in Seattle, especially, is the sort of all-positive 
we ignore undesirable behavior. There's no communication about it. You just sort of shut off and disconnect from the dog if they are doing something that you don't like. And then heavily, heavily reward, often with food, anything that you like. And that is, I think, a reaction from decades ago when it was like overly harsh and sort of bullying and, uh, you know, force forceful leadership and all that stuff. And the thing, the sort of collapse that I've noticed is that people are afraid of sort of a strong presence or any sort of consequence at all. And it doesn't mean consequence doesn't mean that you're doing anything to the animal necessarily either. It's just about the animal understanding, hey, this doesn't work for me. And the thing that you talked about a lot is the idea that animals have free will. And I think that the most powerful way to lead is to work with the animal in a way so that they choose, so that they choose to do what it is that you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So you get yeah. what, you get what you want, but understanding that they're choosing to do it. And yeah, having... when they make that when they make that mental break, like they go, "Wait a minute, I get it. If yeah. I do this, it's oh. like the really coolest thing. And if I do that, it's not such a cool thing. And it's just you know, it's not. It's awesome. I yeah, the horses. What 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 you can do with horses when you have that sort of coming at the you know at the situation, it's just awesome. Yeah, and it's so cool how how aware they are of where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just your just your actual energy or your aura or your yep. presence. And I think dogs are like that too, oh, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. The more that I've been working with training and behavior for about 12 years now full-time, and as I evolve in, in my field, um, it, the more I talk about energy and quality of presence mm-hmm. and, you know, looking at body language as it's not just about standing up straight or it's the body language is actually a manifest a physical manifestation of the quality of energy that you're generating within yourself and then you're going your body's going to kind of um, align according to how you feel so mm-hmm. it's really being aware of the root of that not so much just i have to you know hold my shoulders in a certain way it's like well hey how do you feel i mean are you connected to what you're communicating Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you are you thinking of something else or your lists or whatever? And the horses yeah. are that dogs know, OK, they're not really here. So I'll just go do something else. Yeah. What I really like about the is paralleling the Liberty Horse Training with um, holistic medicine, because it's really similar. It's just weird. Um, you know, <laughs> and the more I think about it, the, the stranger and, and more similar it is, is that when you sort of foster in holistic medicine, we're we're basically doing a similar thing. We're opening up certain doors and suggestions to the immune system and to the body's vital life force. And in Liberty Horse Training, we're doing that too. And it's just the craziest thing. So instead of like, I, I kind of equate a lot of like hardcore prednisone or pharmaceuticals with the old side reins and draw reins and this is where we're, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be our bend. This is where, you know, and, you know, you've got this horse with the ears back and, you know, just got this look on his face like, oh, my God, I just hope it gets over with soon. <laughs> and the whips and, you know, and that in my mind, and I know some Western medicine is needed, but especially when I'm talking about chronic disease and just, um, you know, this forced, you know, pushed fast mentality, like I'm going to have your horse trained in 30 days. You'll be able to do this. It's mm-hmm. like... Boy, if you can just 
soften up mm-hmm. and just say, you're still strong. You're, you know, in fact, if you're not strong with a horse, I mean, in like three seconds, you can tell pretty much all of, you know, your, I'm talking about as a person, you know, your weaknesses by based on, wow, that horse just pushed you even a half an inch. It's like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you know? My, my kids push me too. And, mm-hmm. you know, my husband pushes me around and, you know, everyone just takes my car keys and I don't even know where my car is. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, wow, like, it becomes this whole kind of thing where you realize these animals are really tapped into who we are and yeah. on a very, very deep level. And um, also they can push us a little bit in their own ways into becoming better people. Yeah. And um, that's just amazing. Yeah. You mentioned in your book um, when you were talking about the horse training about Cavalia, yes. which I saw. <laughs> and now, did you see it when it was originally here or when it was here just recently? Because it was vastly different. Re- uh, I saw it recently. It was like two years ago, maybe. Yeah, when I'm talking about Cavalia, I'm talking about Frederick and Magali's original um, Cavalia, and when that came to Renton in, I think, 2006, I want to say, uh-huh. um, it was, <laughs> and from a very sort of, I guess, tight horse training perspective, when you're looking at Liberty Horse Training, it was Days Tonight as the most recent, you know. Really? Because um, I yeah, thought the recent one was yeah, impressive. Yeah. And, you know, if you ever want to go through it, like, little by little, I can tell you what I was... But it's just, you know, when you look at... When when you look at the fact that this is... Can this be a partnership, or is this something that's forced? That's really what it comes down to. And, you know, sometimes you need to be pushy with the animals. Like, kind of like what you were saying. It's like, when I put a halter on a young horse, I'm like, you got to come with me, because maybe I know more than you about, like, there's going to be a lightning storm in two seconds, and if right. we don't get in that barn, you right. are going to be in so much trouble, yeah. or whatever, you know, and, and they have to be able to, you know, say, yeah, I'll come with you. Because and that's you trust. That's trust. Yeah, it's yeah. trust, and also, and also just, there are certain rules, you know, it, it, that's okay to have rules, mm-hmm. and boundaries and rules are kind of what they're looking for sometimes when right. they push you, but, um, but then, by the same token, like with that original, with um, if everyone goes on YouTube and looks up Frederick and Magali's, um, you know, original stuff that they did. And we got about one minute. Heads up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to wrap, and then I've got a, enough time at the end. But just so you know, you get about one minute. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just it was just a totally different relationship. Hmm. That, um, it, yeah. And it's just taken me years. I spent my whole life looking at animals and reading them, and just. When their ears are forward and they're totally engaged, it's almost like their eyes come forward towards their person. Mm. It's hard to explain. Rather than retracting back, you can mm. almost see it in the eyes. Oh, yeah. But anyway, don't want yeah. to time on that. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'll, I'd be, so did you see the, um, the, re, the one that was recently in town too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you were yes. like, wow, that's a lot different. You know, everybody um, that I went with was super psyched. They were all horse people. They yeah. were like, wow, that was the most amazing yeah. thing I've ever seen. And, and it, it, yeah, coming from, from me, I, I was like, wow. I, yeah, I could just tell that the original people weren't involved with it at all. Huh. So. Interesting. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book is The Proof is in the Poodle. Uh, Dr. Donna Kelleher is a holistic veterinarian in this area. And I'm looking forward to your seminar, Dr. Kelleher, which is Saturday, October 19th from 9 to noon at Seattle Veterinary Specialists in Kirkland. 
All of the registration information is on our website. If you haven't registered yet, do it now because it's almost full if it's not already full. So go to the website dogradioshow.com for the registration information. And a special thank you to our partners, the Natural Pet Pantry, New Chapter Weddings, and, of course, Access Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Uh, Thanks so much for your time today, Dr. Kelleher. I will look forward to meeting you soon. Thank you. All right. We'll be back next Wednesday, 2 to 3 p.m. live. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show.